What is going on, everybody? I am super excited for this here. 20 episodes, man. 20 episodes. Joel, did you, like, when you think about that, if you do one episode a week, that means we've been doing this for five months. That's crazy. Five months. That's crazy. You told me this today, and I was like, dude, it's felt like uh, a couple weeks. Literally. Yeah, there's been there's been so much that's changed. You know, we've brought other people on. Like we have Jaron here from Mentron. Uh, we've had uh, Josh from Renegade Wingman. Um, we've had a lot of other special guests as well. Paul from Come On Man Podcast. We've had um, Lloyd from The Single Guy. We've done a lot in a very short amount of time. And it's really exciting to see it grow. But why did it grow, Joel? Because we worked at it. Because we put in the work. And that's really what best. today's topic. That's what today's topic yeah. is all about. You know, putting in the work. Men need to do the work. That's an uncomfortable truth, but it's reality. Is that if you don't put in the work, you don't get the results. And you know, one of the things that I, I've always I, I kind of came to realization on, and uh, something that other people have experienced as well, is we all hate putting in the work, but once you put in the work and you get the results. You look back at the journey and that's your favorite part is looking back at all the trials and tribulations you went through to get there. Yeah. When you're in that spot too, some days you're like, I would give anything to be back in the grind when you're on top of the mountain. So it's a good reminder to cherish the hard times and be grateful for them because uh, again, you don't get them. You don't get these opportunities very often, whatever that is for you. That's a great reminder, Huds. Yeah, and that's just kind of what I was thinking about. Like, dang, like I, I didn't realize it was that long. As you said, it felt like a couple weeks. To me, it felt like maybe a couple months tops. And yeah, no, that's that's five plus months. It's probably six months. It's half a year because you know planning stages and and different things, and then putting out something every single week. Jaron, I want your take on this. You know, when we talk about men must have to do the work. What is what's your opinion on that? I completely agree. Uh, I like a lot of your sentiments in terms of uh, Joel made a good point. Sometimes you, you sometimes you miss the grind. I, I grew up on a farm, so I remember during harvest season, literally from sunup to sundown, you work and you're so just beat down physically that you come home, you take off your boots, you take a shower. The shower, like the inside of the bathtub, is black when you're done because it's just dirt and cherry juice and shit all over you, and then. Uh, and then once you lay down, you immediately fall asleep. And it's not like I made good money doing that. But every now and then, I have a pretty cush gig. I live in a penthouse condo in Polanco, Mexico. And I get to hang out with you guys all day and help guys out. And I'm like just a laptop digital nomad warrior. So sometimes I do miss those days of just being physically exhausted. I do do that to myself in the gym, especially when I'm going through periods of stress. So I always tell guys, if you see me like in really good shape, that means I'm going through some stuff, but uh, <laughs> but you, you have to artificially get that stimuli in terms of just hard physical labor. And I know years ago, um, I, I'd have buddies growing up and they'd be like, hey, man, I'm really depressed. And then my, my grandparents were cool. They'd, they always had work for people. And uh, I remember when I was a kid, I said something like that, like, Grandpa, I think I might be depressed. He's like, you're not working hard enough if you're depressed. I'm like, oh, that's true. Because when you're, when you're in peak harvest season and you're stringing those long days together, and you don't get weekends. Like, the fruit has to be picked. You're working. 
you don't have time to be depressed. And uh, I've noticed that, again, that's something I, I use the gem for that kind of as my sanctuary and, and my in my current life, but when it comes to putting in the work, it's just something you have to do. And I believe that for men, if you're not, if you're not making something, if you're not creating something, if you're not building something, that is how you get depressed. That is how you get anxiety. That is how you're just off kilter or not fully aligned with yourself. So definitely it is important. And even if you don't see the results, I know I've gone through lean periods in my life where I just wake up like, all right, another day of not making money, but I'm building something. And then one day that paycheck comes, you're like, whoa, Okay, cool. And it, and, and, and like Joel said, you, you can't enjoy it unless you earn it. Um, I know like guys, you've, you've probably been ripped off before. You've probably been robbed before, lied to, cheated to before. And yeah, that sucks. But have you ever been giving some, something that you know you don't earn, like recognition or a prize or a bonus, and you know that you don't deserve it? That's, a, that's almost an equally crappy feeling, it seems. Yeah, they're going to catch you eventually. <laughs> They'll be like, wait. It's, just a, it's an uncomfortable feeling on the inside being given yeah, like something and getting participation trophies like give me the most improved trophy i want most improved i don't want a participation trophy like we're in last place we suck why am i getting rewarded and we talk about this a lot kind of in the current space is a lot of our generation was given those participation trophies mm -hmm. and it's made a generation of very weak men we talked about this last week good times create no hard times create strong men Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. And then the cycle mm -hmm. continues. So I receive the National Presidential Award almost every year. <laughs> wow, <laughs> look at you. No big deal. It's because, isn't that, is that for uh, fitness? Yeah, it was basically, you yeah, can't but, do pull-ups. Isn't it based on your height and weight? So like you're, you're able to do less pull-ups and stuff than me? Well, it's pretty much saying you can't do pull-ups, so we're going to have you do like 20 push-ups, and then we're going to count it, but we can't give you the official award, so here's the national. And I had so much pride going into my adult years about being a national participant uh, award winner. <laughs> so, wow. So wow, this is, I like this topic because this, is, this has been something that's been really powerful on my journey. My brother and I, so I'm, I'm living back, my folks right now, spending some time with them. My brother's here. And he's going through some trials and tribulations, and he's on his path to becoming a man himself. He's uh, 20, I believe, so he's coming up on 21. And today we went for a really hard run. And it was just like there was times where we we wanted to quit, both of us. We knew it. We, we felt the energy between us. I'm like, I want to stop really bad. <laughs> and we're both like not in the best running shape. But we both, since we were together and we were pushing each other, we're like, dude, we have to finish this run. Like, we're not stopping. And we finished, and kind of like Jaren said, we get that that rush of endorphins and feel-good chemicals. And it was just like, dude, we freaking did something tough today. And now for the rest of the night, it's been a smooth night because I'm like, I put in my grind, and everything else is a little easier. So wherever Jaren went, <laughs> uh, I appreciate what he said about the, the putting the hard he'll, work. He'll be back in a minute. But no, that's very true. That's something that I've been struggling with. Um, especially when I don't have a lot of things to do. If I don't get anything done during my workday or I'm not getting enough done, at least to the caliber that I have set myself to, dude, I start going crazy. And that's when we get more involved and we start building out the business and we start doing a lot of other things because I need to, I need to have that satisfaction day to day. And that's what I think is very interesting about, you know, the differences between men and women naturally men need to create 
And if you're not creating, if you're not producing, there's something about it. I don't exactly know what it is, but there's something about it that like hits you. It's a very empty feeling. Mm -hmm. And it's very primal too. It's like, you can't escape it because it's just so rooted in our DNA. I hear you a hundred percent. You do you feel, you feel like you feel disconnected from, from life in a sense. It's, it's crazy. I'm, I'm happy you bring that up. That's a really good point. Uh, and obviously, you know, you see, we see a, a big part of the generation trying to escape that through, through, through drugs, alcohol, all kinds of, of, of vices and stuff. And it's definitely a journey to learn how to, to make work a priority in your life mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. And value it. So I'm actually curious how it's like, when did you begin your, your work journey? Like at what time of your life did you say, okay, Huds, I got to start working. I can't be playing video games all day or, or doing X, Y, or Z. Well, so the way I was raised, um, so it was very early on, actually in elementary school, that I had to take an IQ test because they wanted to see if I could be fit into uh, the gifted program. Um, and I believe, I believe the score was either 136 or 137. So it's, it's fairly high, at least when I took it at that yeah, age. Yeah, that's super high. That's nice. And so from there, when I was uh, when I was told that and I was brought into that gifted program, um, I also noticed that like my mom treated me differently and she always continually reminded me of how, uh, how gifted I was. So mm-hmm. that's probably where my ego comes from. That's probably where my ego comes from as well, is okay. because I came from you know, growing up in a, in a, in a way where I'm like consistently being told like, Oh, like you're the best, you're great, yada, yada, yada. And so I carried that through with me. And so I always, I always tried to be the best. And so, uh, I, I, whenever I was compared to other people, cause like also I, I dealt with a lot of like crappy bullying and whatnot, like growing up as a lot of guys do. Um, I always like, I, I, I felt like if I could be better or be viewed as better by everybody else or viewed at least to the level that I thought I was or that I was being told I was, then everybody would finally respect me. And so it just became a habit for me going through life. And so, uh, you know, going then to college, uh, I went to uh, Penn State and I got into the Honors College. I, I don't know if you know, but only 300 people get in a year. So when you think about that numbers wise, that's like going to an Ivy League school. It's like very, very, very difficult to get in. Um, so I did that and then just continuing to push myself. And I actually like my thesis. We had to do an honors thesis. Uh, I wrote a thesis outside of my major. My major was finance. I wrote a thesis in IT. So I had to go to an entirely separate building, an entirely separate department, I had to work with all types of people I had never worked with before. And I, I basically came to them and said, hey, I want to write my thesis in IT. And they're like, and who are you again? Because <laughs> I'm coming from the business school. But I did it. And I kept pushing. And then I actually got that paper published. Yeah, I got that paper published at a, uh, at a German conference. Unfortunately, I couldn't go because it was the middle of COVID. And uh, I wasn't able to fly out because they wouldn't let people do that stupid stuff we know whatever doesn't matter um 
But I carried that basic lesson from being very young all the way through is that, you know, you are capable. And I think that's maybe what my mom taught me. You mm -hmm. are capable. Not necessarily like you are the best, but you are capable. You have talent. Don't throw it away. Okay. And so cool. I carry that through with everything. And if I'm not using that talent for anything, that's when I get frustrated. That's very, I like that story, man. And um, I, mine's kind of the opposite. So we'll bring the boys back in and then I'll dive into how mm -hmm. <laughs> I wish I had that mindset growing up. I'll tell you that much. So um, we got, uh, yeah, the boys are back here. Um, boys are back go. in town. I'm oh, I had singer, to kill right? my... I had to kill my iPhone as a webcam because I have groceries on the way. And, of course, you can only do it to the app. You can't log into the desktop and have it work. So, No I'm worries. Back down to subpar quality. Yep. So how are you, doing? How are you doing, Josh? Good to see you. Good. Yeah, thanks for, for having me. Uh, doing doing good. Doing well. Happy to be, be here. And, uh, yeah, 20, 20 podcasts now. It's like, uh, you know. A lot of folks don't don't make it to this point. So congrats for staying consistent. And, uh, you know, whether podcast 200, we'll we'll circle back and like see how far we've come. Uh, it's going to be crazy. This is going to keep going. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, well, guys, we're so we're talking about our origin stories here. And Hud just shared how his mom kind of instilled some some values that you have talent. Or you got to you got to nurture it. Right. So I grew up in, a, in an environment where I was unique. So only Asian kid in an all white town. So I kind of always had this like, I'm special uh, mentality. And of course it's, it got me through uh, in high school. I did pretty well and I didn't have to try very hard. But when I got in college and I went to UW Madison, uh, I think I was underqualified maybe a bit. And <laughs> like, I realized that, okay, like I can't just like bullshit my way through school anymore. Like I have to put in the work and I didn't have that work ethic. So very quickly, I realized that, okay, Joel, college might not be for you, <laughs> at least in the degree you wanted. I was going for dentistry and we had the pre-dental meeting for anyone that's been in college that's listening. Like you go to this kind of just to find out about your major and they're like, yeah, guys. So, so they're accepting usually like three, eight fives right now uh, at a minimum. And I grabbed my free pizza and I walked out the door. I realized very, very quickly, I'm not, that's not me because I was, I was already like failing classes and stuff. And it was frustrating because all my friends were partying still, like just as hard as I was, but they were all passing their classes. It was very confusing. But essentially what happened was I didn't have good work ethic. And so once I got out of college um, and got into drugs and alcohol, that's when my work ethic obviously really started to suffer. It became non-existent. Uh, I was selling drugs. So that was where my energy was going, which was stupid. And I was a terrible drug dealer as well. It's too nice. You have to be tough to be a drug dealer. And I was just <laughs> giving people deals and then they'd rob me. And it's just like, Jesus Christ. So yeah, my journey has been kind of like, I think maybe what a lot of people that come into this content look for is like how to become that, that tougher dude, how to, how to develop that work ethic. Because once I got clean from drugs and alcohol, I realized that I didn't know how to, you know, put in a hard day's work and I didn't want to either. And that was the scary part. Like I just wanted to play video games and um, have an easy life. So this last seven years for me has been learning how to, to show up every day, to do the work, like Jaron said at the beginning of the stream, when I don't want to adopt some of the mindsets that HUD's mom taught him. I had to kind of teach myself that. And then also finding content creators like you guys, like I actually contact, I met Jaron through watching his videos. So 
that's like crazy too. Like um, I booked him for a call and now we're like having a live stream together. It's just, it's absolutely nuts, but I'm coming full circle here. Yeah. It's, it's an everyday challenge and, but it's so rewarding to put in that work and get to go to bed, put your head on the pillow and just be like, okay, I did everything I could today. Maybe I'm not where I want to be, but like, I can honestly say I did the work. So that's, uh, that's kind of Joel's origin story there. That's you know badass. I, was... I, I love it. Let's let's definitely go around the horn then. I would love, and let's actually let's start with uh let's start with you, Josh. I want to hear from you, and then I want to hear from you, Jaron, next. Like, how did you, you you had to put in the work? Tell me about this journey. How were you successful? Oh boy. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's for me, my story, right? It kind of comes down to um kind of knowing what I love and figuring that out a little bit early. So by kind of working my way towards that. So for me, I always um, you know, go back to, to cars. They're the number one thing. So for me, it was always uh, by the inherent nature of the cars I liked and really loved. I was like, all right, there, I have to do something crazy or, or outside the box. There's, there's not a lot of pathways, you know, at least that were immediately available kind of growing up, you know, especially when we were, you know, broke and going through our struggles and, and whatnot. Um, so I think for me, a lot of it was, um, you know, being sort of forged by fire, so to speak, because, uh, you know, definitely had a lot of, um, yeah, like struggles and, and, you know, grew up with, with not a lot. So, um, you know, for me, a lot of that was, all right, you know, making sure everyone's good, making sure that I did what I could do to, um, you know, facilitate just, uh, the functioning and things going, going on. So you, you kind of get a little bit in that survival mode ish a little bit. Um, so for me, you know, even though I went away to college, the, you know, apparent reality of, you know, when I would come home, right. was still always there, always in the back of my mind. So that's what always like kind of kept me going as a bit of a driver. Um, and so, you know, when you feel, you know, that you kind of have that feeling that, you know, you're, you're always on stage or you're always like, folks are always watching you always feel this sort of like, you know, bird of performance, as they say. So that for me has definitely been a, a large um, motivating factor. Um, and then, you know, once I got out past college um, and really started to, you know, ask the question of like, okay, you know, like everyone else seems to be good. Things are surviving stuff. stuff seems well, like, you know, I know kind of what, um, you know, I'm about and what I, what I like and what I'm looking for, but like, you know, um, you know, am I actually you know, going after that? Right. Am I pursuing and staying true to my own ends or am I, you know, constantly more of in, Hey, make sure everybody else is good mode first before taking an actual active interest in what it is that, you know, I want to do. And so for me, that was, um, you know, had to take a little bit of a hard look in the mirror and I was about like 25 or so and be like, Hey, you know, what? like, um, I need to be a little bit more selfish and look out a little bit more for, for my needs. So, um, yeah, I wound up putting a very concentrated, focused effort on that. And then you yeah, be, be surprised at like how quickly and um, completely you can facilitate your transformation when you're really focused in on it. So, um, you know, kind of focusing a lot on just working on, you know, um, myself and also achieving a lot of my own personal goals and ambitions. And so then by the time I hit 30, it was just like the floodgates kind of open, but then that presented a whole bunch of like new challenges. So, you know, figuring out and navigating all those, those new challenges. It's always fun when you're, you know, trying to figure out, okay, how do I, you know, get past this level in this game? But, um, you know, now you, you're at a new level and you're like, okay, you got to figure out the lay of the land. And then suddenly you got the, the big boss fight or something that comes. And so, 
um yeah it's been a, a very interesting sort of journey so to speak but um you know i definitely would say that one i wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for a lot of the support that um yeah i've gotten from like you know close friends and uh some family for sure that's just a, a fact like you know without any of that um you know they were a very good um i would say at building some parameters to keep myself like grounded in right so because it's real easy especially as you're like you know kind of grinding you're starting to get your first taste of success to really get like lost in the sauce um so i was always very very fortunate that um you always had some really good people in my close immediate circle just to kind of help keep me a bit grounded keep me a bit balanced so that way um you know i didn't run too far off the rails or you know again when i just hit those points of just like sheer frustration or just couldn't like didn't seem like i could figure stuff out um, you know, they just kind of helped me stay sane and like reset my, you know, thinking a little bit. Um, and then the other big kind of contributing factor was, uh, again, just always, you know, kind of listening to my gut, you know, even though when there are times where just like, man, I just, I don't know if like, this is the, the right decision, but I just, I got to go with my gut on it. Um, you know, your, your gut will always give you the point you in the right direction, or at least take you down the pathway you need to go. Cause when you don't listen to it, that's when everything just goes completely right. Like walkie, uh, but yeah. things can still go wrong. Right. If you don't, if you do listen to it, but at least it's wrong in a direction that like, you know, is somewhat moving forward or at least, um, you know, gives you a much more valuable lesson or insight that makes you realize, all right, maybe this was an actual dead end. Right. Or maybe I just was going about this the wrong way. But, um, yeah, those two things I would say like, um, more than anything else for sure helped, uh, help me stay, exactly um like grounded but also you know give me a good appreciation for you know where it where i am today so yeah it's been a very wild interesting ride and journey there's still you know a, more levels to go and un uncover and discover um so for me it's you know a continuous process and you know never quite satisfied with reaching one mountain peak it's like okay now like that one's good like okay how can i find the next one but mm -hmm. um yeah you know listen to your gut to really help uh navigate you and guide you and then two, um, yeah, you need those um, really key core people um, in your circle that will, again, just kind of help you stay balanced because, yeah, it's real easy to get lost out there or get like, you know, lost in your own hype or you start getting like, you know, success and then you just start really um, like running, uh, you know, off the rails or running amok a little bit. So, you know, it's good to, to stay grounded. I like that. One of the things that you had said in that that I really want to hone in on is once you start to solve your own like personal goals, it makes you a better person to then it, it, it raises your frequency, I guess, so to say, you know, your frequency determines who you end up meeting and connecting with in life. And so as you do your personal goals, you become a better person working in a higher frequency to then meet people that are a higher frequency that can then continue to push you to go even further towards your, you know, your end goal. And I think that's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So again, I was, uh, you know, I'll take this opportunity again, you know, shout out to, again, a lot of the, you know, close uh, friends and family that have been in my circle that have been, you know, rooting for me, but also just, even though they may not fully understand me, at least, um, you know, they understand like what I'm trying to, trying to do. Right. And so, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, with, without any of that, then yeah, I definitely wouldn't be um, here or where I am today. So again, it's just, and that's the thing that's also helped just, you know, you meet cool, good, genuine people that kind of help you out on your journey, but you keep that as your template that helps you when you start, 
you know, leveling up and meeting success because you start realizing like, oh, there's a lot of other successful people out there, but a lot of them don't either have your best interests in mind or a lot of them just like aren't the right fit to really help you grow and expand. And so when you get that good template at the base level, um, then you really, really, um, you know, can, can find um, how to navigate the, those waters as you, again, kind of go through these sort of different um, levels and really find and, and build that tribe. So, yeah, again, a huge, uh, you know, thank you and shout out to, to everybody uh, throughout the years. Uh, a lot of you know exactly who you are because I always tell you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, super, super grateful, super appreciative for, you know, again, everything that you've done. Um, and yeah, again, you know, it's always, uh, that, that group effort, that team effort. And that's the number one thing I've learned is that, you know, in this life, if you really, really want to go far, like you just have to have a team, you have to have a team around you. It's the best way to win. Um, cause yeah, we, you know, when you're player versus player, you, you only have so much strength and so much energy, but when you have a true team, like in a collective, it just amplifies and magnifies what you, what you have going on. So yeah, huge. Thank you. And shout out to, to all those folks out there. You guys know exactly who you are, uh, but yeah, always take any and every opportunity I can to, to say thanks. And a, and a big point you mentioned, Josh, I want to touch on too, is that once you reach that new level, you're going to have different bosses. And that's something that I think is important to remember because it can be so, so much suffering can come from wanting to get to the next stage. And then you find yourself in the next stage and you're like, well, shit, I didn't expect to have all these problems. This next stage didn't fulfill me the way I thought it would be. And this is something I've had to learn. So what we talked about in the beginning is like enjoying the journey because um, no no level you reach is going to be satisfying for it's never going to complete you. Yeah, it's like, you know, as they say, right, pain is necessary, but suffering is optional. So, again, you know, you go through different things and sometimes you reach a level where you look back and like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, when, you know, being like broke and, you know, having like negative $1,700 on my account and just being like, man, like, how can I figure this like whole thing out? And then, you know, thinking to myself, like, man, if I could just like make like a hundred grand a year, oh my gosh, like that'd be great. Right. And then now I'm at a point where it's like, oh, if I make a hundred grand a year, oh my God, I feel poor. I'm so behind. I'm like, not like where I am and like need to be. And like, you know, now I've adjusted to like a different level and setting. But, um, you know, again, there's a super strong, like, again, appreciation for like those, you know, those, those problems and issues. And a lot of it stems from more of just like not resting on your laurels. Cause it's like, when you know, you can do better then it's like, that's when things really start to teed at you. Right. And so yeah, it's always good to have those, um, different success markers, but also like, you know, when you feel like you've become complacent or a little bit stagnant, when you really know that you could be doing more, your gut's going to kind of like poke at you a bit. So, you know, that's why you, it's very important to, to kind of listen to it, but also too, yeah, you know, like you said, those bosses, they're going to, you know, hit you and come at you in different ways. Cause again, you've never, you've never seen it before. Right. So you're used to like dealing with, you know, things coming straight forward. The next thing, Oh, this level, everything comes at you sideways. And then the next level, everything comes at you from behind or below, or like, you know, from all directions at once. And you're like, Oh my gosh, all right. How, how do I handle this? So, you know, again, like, you know, having that confidence and ability and your, your skills and everything is great. But in reality, like if you got a good, just kind of solid team around you, um, again, they'll really help you um, stay centered, stay grounded, stay a little bit sane. Because, um, again, yeah, there's going to be, you know, a, a lot of different challenges that you're, you'll face and things that you didn't even like think were going to be like a challenge or now like a challenge. Right. So, um, yeah, it's always uh, very, very important to make sure that. You know, you you've got those uh, folks around you that again you can trust, rely on, and and have your true best interest at heart, even if they don't like fully understand like what it is that you're trying to do. Um, and again, that's one of the things I've always been very grateful for. Is like, yeah, I know a lot of stuff I want to do is just like 
it's a really crazy, like hyper specific thing. That's definitely not for everybody, but fortunately a lot of people have been supportive of that one. They do get like a lot of the benefits, right. When we get to do like really cool, like really wild, crazy stuff that you just normally never would get to do. Um, but then two, it's always fun too to just show people like, Hey, like this is possible. Like, you know, and I tell people all the time, like, you look at all the cool, amazing things that I've been able to do um, and I'm working on and continuing to like the direction I'm continuing to go. I'm nothing inherently magical, nothing inherently special. Um, I'm definitely not like, you know, some crazy, super smart wonderkin that just like, you know, figured something out that nobody else knows. It was just more of like, you know, putting in the the, the work and, um, you know, staying consistent with it, but also really just, again, trying to figure it out and, and hone it to do it my way. Um, so that's really what it comes down to. And so for a lot of you guys out there, you know, if you think that, oh, you can't do X, Y, or Z because there's, you know, some inherent magical thing that you're lacking in, in reality, it's just keep putting one step in front of the, keep putting one foot in front of the, uh, in front of the other, you know, just keep taking steps every day. That's really the only like magic secret sauce is just continuing to persevere throughout it all. Um, cause yeah, like I'll tell you, like, you know, I think I'm a, you know, fairly smart, like, you know, jovial individual. But again, if you break it down, like there's nothing inherently magical about me. Yeah, you're not special at all, man. Stop, stop yeah. trying to think you are. <laughs> right. So, you know, maybe I'm a little bit tall, but like that kind of, you know, but that only helps with like certain senses of regards. But yeah, for the most part, like, you know, again, there's nothing super magical. The, the way that I always say it is that life is a journey. Like, so you've got like a block, like it's a track. Okay. And if you want to get to the end, you still got to run the track. It's just that certain people, whatever they're given, whether they're taller, come to a better family, like they may, they may start a little bit further than other people, but it doesn't matter where you start. You still can get to the end. It just, sometimes it does take a little bit more work. Yeah. And again, like I, you know, I've met people from every different walk of life you can conceive, like no one has it easy, you know, even like, so, you know, I've known people that are extremely, extremely well off, right. You know, they were born into you know, some very fortunate circumstances where you know, they have never had to worry about like, you know, can I pay my bills or whatnot? But, you know, you know, people are like, oh, well, like, you know, they have an easy life. It's like, well, actually not really because, you know, their whole life and what they've been dealing with all the time is like, I don't know who I can trust because everyone just wants something from me. You know, people don't actually like me or care about me. They just care about the access I can provide to different things or they think they can get something out of me. So, you know, they kind of live in a very isolated, paranoid world where it's just like, oh, like you seem a cool person. But like, what do you want? What's your angle? What are you after? Right. Right. So, like, look at look know. at um, Zach Wilson from the Jets. Like he's yeah. a super rich boy and he just got ripped to shreds last year because he was a douche. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he has no character. So, and now Aaron Rodgers is kind of whipping him to shape. If you guys have been watching Hard Knocks, and it's like nice, he's having his uh, humbling, his humbling yeah. moments. So, uh, yeah, so it happens to everybody, right? And again, no one's like got it easy. Yeah, we do all do have like our own various different sets of problems that we you know have versus others. But um, again, like don't be under any illusions that like oh everybody's just you know coasting and is living life on like you know easy street. Like not everybody's got their their issues and their struggles and whatnot. And yeah, we all have like various different levels that we're at. But you know that's where I think it's also like important to um, again understand that so that way you don't get like you know caught up in like you know jealousy or self-righteousness right it's like oh these guys are so like x y or z when it's like well just you know spend a day like in their shoes so like one of those good stories right from you know when you read when you're a kid right the prince and the pauper and they both like you know 
want to get out of their lives and they both like switch lives right because they look happen to look the same and they both realize like oh my gosh like they had complete misconceptions about how the other side was doing right so um you know you'll you'll see that as you start moving up and getting a lot more success and yeah there's some you know rich people that are complete douchebags and there are some that are just like completely awesome like amazing right. and you would not believe you're just like oh my gosh like you're like one of the coolest people i ever met so you know strip away the economics of a lot of stuff it's like you start to really see just like who people really are and again i know some people that are super broke but are super bougie and divas and i'm just like oh my gosh like you know i don't know how you live in your world but okay like good for you right so you know it's just yeah don't get caught up in like the, the economics or the trappings of things uh, you know always look at the core of like who, who a person is and um, you know what what value they provide it's great advice i want to i want to uh first off well jaron are you uh you ready you just turned off the <laughs> camera again ready this is your moment man uh i will i will shout out i will shout out Rodoku. good to see you brother always appreciate it if you want to hop on i threw the uh through the link in there and you can hop in this is more like a kickback you know friday night stream for us um so nothing super serious but hey we're celebrating the fact that we've made it to 20 and we like bringing guys together and talking about these important topics because i think that doing the work is something that not a lot of people nowadays want to do I mean, you look at the um, the minimum wage fights that have been going on and on and on. It's like, oh, it needs to be higher. It needs to be higher. It needs to be higher. And it's like, it doesn't need to be higher for what? It's like, well, we're just not getting paid as much as other people. Well, are you doing any more work than other people? And uh, I know that inflation's a real thing, and they really we need to do an adjustment in this nation at least. Um, Oh yeah, no worries, brother. No worries, brother. Next time, um, get a new job. But yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's 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 wild to think about. It's wild to think about with all that type of stuff. But anyways, Jaron, you're back. Yeah, my groceries finally got here. I was having to coordinate the delivery there, and I knew, of course, like literally the minute you said, Jaron, it's your turn. It's they bring the door. So. <laughs> So one thing, this brings up actually a good story, um, and then I'll get into my, to my history. So a lot of times what they do here, you can schedule on an app to have pretty much, I love Mexico, because if you have money, you can, do, you can have anything done for you. Yeah, it's kind of corrupt. Yeah, things don't really work that well. But if you pony up cash, it's here like that. So uh, I, I have all my conveniences taken care of for me, so that way I can dedicate my waking hours to work mostly. And uh, some of these grocery delivery guys come, a lot of times... They'll go to the grocery store for you. They'll pick out all your stuff. They'll text you, hey, they're out of this. Do you want this instead? Oh, how about this? And like they're real communicative. They go to the checkout line. They show you their receipt. Hey, it's on the way. They show, and you can see them on the little map. They show, they, they, or they, they get here. They lug all the groceries up to the lobby. They phone up here like, hey, can they come upstairs? I'm like, yeah, yeah, let them on up. And then usually they'll phone back. Uh, this, this time it didn't happen. They'll phone back and they'll say, uh, oh, well, they don't have their ID. I'm like, well, you deliver groceries for a living and you're required to have ID by law here anytime you go out. So yeah, they do have ID. They're just being lazy. And the reason I bring that up is because how many people out there, you do 95% of the job and then like that extra 5%, you just can't squeak it out. And for me, it's like, all right, that your tip depends on that. So 
the app will pay you whatever it pays you to get the groceries. But if you bring it up to my door for me, then you get a fat tip. And usually it's like the same shoppers that, uh, that do my, my things around the neighborhood for me so that they learn, they learn eventually. But, um, tonight that didn't happen, but half the time, like, Oh yeah, they they don't have an ID. Like you, you drive for a living. You don't, you don't have an ID on you. Uh, so that's quite funny, but, uh, going to my background, I, I echo a lot of you guys' sentiments. So, uh, I was academically gifted too, did get into the gifted program in kindergarten, but my parents, it was too much of a hassle to drive me the extra few miles uh, to, to do that. So I always say my educational upbringing was a smart kid in a stupid school. And I really, my heart goes out to you guys if you're stuck in those situations, if you're just leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else, but everyone has to cater to the lowest common denominator. It really is a prison sentence. So I saw my public schooling as a prison sentence. Um, Never tried, never had to do anything, constantly kicked out of class, suspended from school. They tried to expel me a couple of times, but I got straight A's. So like, what, what do you do with a person like that? And it's not like that I was unmotivated. It was, I mean, it was simple things. And you'll see this in jobs now, now too. Uh, you'll, you'll get into a certain role or function. Like, this is easy. Like, why, why are you guys taking so long? Why are we deliberating so much? Why can't you just do it and get it done? So things like, Hudson, hey, I, 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 heard, I heard your story. That. Don't get me started Dude, I, about that in the workplace of having to like they have, like <laughs> we need to have the pre-meeting before the meeting before the actual meeting before the follow-up meeting before the decision meeting and it's like what are we doing oh, I, right now <laughs> I have the problem at, I have the problem in working environments where I make myself redundant I'm like hey I know I know it's hard to do this but I noticed that like pretty much everything was broken so I just took care of it for you and they're like oh we don't need you anymore I'm like oh shit uh so uh, school was the same way they, they decide they'd assign you homework and it'd be something super simple like you know, i need a 50 word response by this time tomorrow like i uh, before the teacher was done explaining the assignment i already had it done put in my binder and then okay i'm off to do something else so i was never lazy academically i was just always it was just always really easy for me and i got perfect grades all through masters um so it what even uh, I studied abroad down here in Mexico. I learned Spanish in two months, and then I was the top of my class. So it was funny. The teacher would give us, like, assignments. They'd give us, like, all week to do it. Again, I'd get it done immediately, and then I'd usually be the first to present. And then a lot of the kids, because I went to a rich school here, a lot of the kids would pay me to do their homework for them. I'm like, hey, I'm not a native Spanish speaker, so realize it will read like a gringo wrote it. And the teachers always caught on, so it was it was quite hilarious. Um in in that regard but on other aspects of my life uh the the work thing i never really i never really had to motivate myself at work because i grew up on a farm so we we had chores you just you just did it like there wasn't there wasn't any negotiation like oh i don't feel like doing it today like if you don't harvest you don't eat so like for me even even now trying to bring it up to describe like not working it's just not it's it's not a part of my mental operating system it's just not an option so never really had any issues there things i did had to try on so uh, i was overweight as a kid so uh, i grew up in the 90s where the, all this body positivity bullshit started really back then oh you you're not fat you're just big boned which i do dexa scans i actually am big boned uh, but I had fat. I was fat too. So when you're big boned and you're fat, that's not a very good aesthetic uh, look. So guys, don't don't go for that. But uh, when it came time to losing the weight, it was really in my teenage years. I all my friends started dating, and I wanted to date, and I couldn't get a date. And then at one point, I looked in the mirror. I'm like, oh yeah, no, you're, you're fat. Maybe maybe we should figure this out. Um, it was also for sports too. I was always good at sports, even being a big fat guy. I had good hand-eye coordination, and um, I was dedicated. So I never missed any practices. Usually had perfect attendance in school. 
Uh, there was a year my parents got divorced, so I was dragged between lawyers and guardian ad litems and court and all that crap. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good comment. Uh, court and all yeah, that crap. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you got yeah. respect his <laughs> Yeah, my authority. Uh, but I uh, got, got dragged between, you know, to and from class to court and guardian, guardian ad litems and meeting with lawyers all the time and counselors. And it was, it, it was a drawn out process. So in second grade, at the point, they're like, well, you missed so much school, you know, it should probably hold you back. But I was like a couple of years ahead in school. So again, what, what do you do with a guy like me? I spent most of my upbringing in the hallway, copying, copying dictionary passages. So that's, that was interesting. Or uh, I'd get kicked out of class like, well, we're not going to suspend you, but we're going to give you in-school suspension. I'm like, yes, like now I can actually learn. I can Dude, sit in ISS and read an actual adult novel. Yeah. It's so I dumb. loved in-school suspension. Oh, I Dude. could write 50 pages in a day. I wrote my thesis in a fucking day, you know? Yo, you should, so, you should literally write a course on how to handle in-school in suspension. <laughs> oh, it was us, the best. It, yeah. The only time it happened to me, um, and this is how my uh, my school district did it. Um, you would just have to sit there. You weren't even allowed to study. You just well, that sucks. No, we were allowed to read or write. So for me, that's fantastic. Rather than listening to the teacher talk about something. And you realize this when you get older, that most public teachers are not that smart. So when you're a little kid and you know they're lying to you, I remember in 1993, the AIDS thing was still a big thing. And they're like, well, anyone can get it. You know, any just and like as a little kid, I knew, no, unless you're like in sub-Saharan Africa and you're a gay transvestite prostitute needle using drug addict. Um, Statistically, no, you're, you're lying to us. So inherently distrusted authority, distrusted government, distrusted teachers still do to this day. Um, we know in recent events, it was very, very abundantly clear they're lying to us. And a lot of people didn't get it running out and buying toilet paper and putting shit on their faces. Like, um, what are you doing guys? So, uh, so I always say, I thought that getting out of public school would be like, okay, now I'm going to be with adults and like, oh my God, adults are stupid too. So so that, that made things really difficult on the academic side. But in other areas of my life, um, I, had to, I had to work to get the weight off. But, and I, I work with a lot of guys that are like significantly overweight, 60, 80, 100 pounds overweight. We've gotten some good progress. Um, the group that Josh and I manage together have a handful of guys there. But still for me, like when it came time to like, I need to lose the weight, I just, I just kind of did it. Um, I, 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 I caught myself drinking too much years ago. And, and, and I think it comes to like an internal identity issues. Like I don't fancy myself an alcoholic, so I'm just not going to drink anymore. It was, it was never really difficult. The difficult thing was, is coming through this thing like, okay, anything I want, I can do. And then the world changes around you or you follow models that were outlined by someone else that have, you've always been successful at without trying. And then something blindsides you or you're not prepared for the real world. Like I, I grew up in a pretty decent area. So I, the first time someone ripped me off, like that's, that doesn't happen where I'm from. The first time, uh, my first high school girlfriend, she cheated on me. Um, first week in college. So I, I, I got into Pepperdine, which is my like number one school. She got into a state school that was subpar academically. Of course, me not knowing any better, thought I was going to marry my first girlfriend. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll go to that school. She cheated on me her first week of uh, rushing sorority. I'm like, all right. So that sucks. But uh, that, that started my whole Mexico thing. So looking back, you know, I, I am glad that happened. But getting out into the real world and realizing that, okay, your, your preparation, yeah, your preparation, it's not adequate for dealing with 
I hate to say it, dumb people in society and you, you get it all the damn time. So for me, the, the, for me, the challenge has been, and I know it sounds super douchey and, and whatever, but it, it is what it is. Like I just call shit like it is. And I've known this since I was a kid. So it's hard getting into the real world, realizing that, okay, I'm a bit accelerated. I've worked to slow down the speech a little bit. Uh, I don't have to use weed anymore to do that. I'm a bit accelerated and, and I see things unfold long before they're going to happen. But how do you convince other people to do that? And then how do you get people to follow your lead and trust you? So those were the things they don't teach you. Um, and going back to like the in-school suspension stuff, it's like, oh, Jaron's a nuisance. We'll just we'll just put him in a box somewhere and let him be by himself. That's great. Solitary you know, I, I, confinement for yeah, Jaren. Yeah, exactly. Much of a problem. Yeah, so it, so it turns you into kind of an introvert, and then I realize I'm getting older. I'm like, I'm really not that introverted. I like being around people, but now I'm starting to come into myself to where like, okay, people need to follow me. I'm not going to follow people anymore because they always lead me astray, and it's when you're always right, then again, you know, taking the stepping outside of yourself, you put on that academic cap, and you're like, well, I was right about COVID. I was right about the race riots in 2020. I was right about all this stuff. I saw it coming long before it came. And, and you'll hear me say stuff on this channel, like, oh, this is what's going to happen. People are like, oh, no way. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's, that is what's happening. It's in front of your very face, guys. Um, so so the, the difficult thing for me is, has been like coming into myself, putting myself out there, and then just saying, hey, guys, I'm calling it like I see it. This is the way, this is the way it is. And going back to the workforce thing, uh, my big focus now is uh, making money, you know, driving revenue, increasing cash flow. That's something where... I followed the corporate model for years and years, like, all right, I'll accelerate really quickly in my career, and then, uh, and then I'm going to get rewarded. No, it doesn't work that way. It's more like, okay, well, you made yourself redundant. You streamlined this process. You really worked yourself out of a role, and then now there's too high of a price tag, so we can hire three people in the Philippines to do it for you. I'm like, oh, okay. So, so that, 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 that's kind of where I'm at now. Uh, in terms of okay, well, what what do you do with this, or what's the what's the next step there? But uh, I'm glad I linked up with you guys. It seems like uh, we're all aligned on our mission of helping other guys. I had a handful of calls with guys today, and it's really cool getting a, getting another face uh, behind the camera and being like, hey, you know what? You said something. You planted a seed in my head, and I, and I sat on it and I chewed on it a little bit, and then it started growing. And wow, it just changed change my reality. I'm like, Oh, good. Like that's, that's what gets me up. That's what drives me forward. And then the money will come. I'm not too worried about that. I've been broke and I've been rich and I've been everywhere in between. And, uh, I mentioned you guys in the previous chat, I had a, had a new contract that was supposed to start on Monday and then log, log into like, Hey, you know, Hey, hey here's our first call. Oh, we didn't know you lived in Mexico. We're going to pull the contract. I'm like, you shipped a laptop to Mexico. How did you not know that? We <laughs> recorded all of our conversations. <laughs> It, you'll, you'll, you'll hear me say this too. And I start getting on like other people's panel shows and stuff. There's a reason I do the things I do and say the things I say to the people I say and do them too. And, and that's why, like in the very first phone screen, Hey, I live in Mexico. Is that going to be an issue? No. Okay. If it is, you know, run it through my home address, you know, 1099. No one's ever had a problem with that. Yeah, no, not an issue. Sure. Okay, cool. Shit the laptop here. Oh, we didn't know you lived in Mexico. All right, cool. Uh, in four days, uh, just, just closed another deal, managed to squeeze out another offer, making 50% more than the last one. So for me, motivation, I've found that I've never really been motivated that if I want to go get something, like I'll have the goal out there on the horizon, but it's when my back is pushed against the wall that I fire back real quick. So uh, that goes back to like, guys, learn to embrace the suck, start to adopt that mindset. Like, all right, world, you're pushing against me. Well, guess what? I'm going to push back a lot harder. Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. And I know we've talked about it before, 
uh, essentially, you need to understand your vision first. Like, what do you actually want to do? Once you can define what you want to do, then you can start on that journey. But if you have no idea what you want to do and you're going to just sign up with some random company for them to tell you what you need to do and how you're going to be successful, like, hey, stay with us for five years. And then you get a bonus on your 401k and you can get invited to these fun events that we have. And it's like, but like, is that really the goal that you want? What are you actually looking for? And I think that understanding that first is most important for you to make every decision in your life. Yeah, I agree with you, Hudson. And I want to make a point too, for people that maybe don't know what they want, because I know people right now that have no idea where they want to go in life and they are foundering. And at that point, you just got to do something, right? Got to get a job, just start working, waking up, doing the, you know, cold showers, just do something because yeah, uh, I have a a friend of mine that's in that position and, I could tell him all day, like, you got to know what you want. But I've, I've told him that. He's like, I don't know. I don't know. So you got to meet people where they are, too, and know that yes. everyone's got somewhere. Sometimes it helps to know, like, what you don't want to do, right? So get, go, go down one path. Like, be like, all right, I don't want to do this. So that'll help give you a different um, you know, perspective on things. Um, and again, you know, it, it does kind of come back to, yeah, you, you kind of have to know what, what you want. Right. So for some people, right. Um, <laughs> like doing the whole corporate thing, um, is great and fantastic. And that's, uh, there's, again, there's a lot you can do with it. Right. So, you know, don't necessarily think that, um, you know, if you're working a corporate job and you're like doing well and you're crushing it, right. It's like, oh, like you're somehow a loser. Right. It's like, no, like there's, it's fantastic. Um, you know, do make the most out of the opportunities that you have and just know like where you want to be. If you want to be like more of that entrepreneurial route, then uh, by all means, like, you know, go for it and, and pursue it. Cause that's, what's going to give you some fulfillment. That's a good point. You know, a lot of folks in this space tend to be a little bit more on the entrepreneurial side of the equation. But again, that being said, like being an entrepreneur is like, it's really hard and it's crazy. So like, you know, it's something that for a lot of people, I definitely do not recommend. Cause it, uh, you know, it takes so much out of you with like so little, um, you know, can you work for, you know, a crazy amount of time with no light at the end of the tunnel and you're just not sure if it's like actually going to pan out right continuously and take those risks over and over and over again. So, you know, for a lot of people, it's just, you know, that's just not you know, what they're, they're built for, what they're cut out for. So again, at the end of the day, you have to figure out and know like what your, um, you know, what, what really drives you and what it is it that you want out of it. So, you know, if you're trying to do the entrepreneurial thing, but it's not really like what you want to do and it's not really like, you know, you don't have the, the gumption or gusto for it. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, Hey, you know, go find where you really do excel and shine. So, you know, but no one can tell you, you know, what exactly that is for you. That's something you have to figure out and define for yourself. So again, like I said before, like, you know, if you're working a corporate gig and you're crushing it, great. That's your ideal lifestyle dream fantastic i'm very happy for you like you know don't think that oh you know we're gonna try and like you know discourage you or like say you know like you're somehow you know missing out or a loser on that front like no because you're doing really well but um you know by the same token like if you're doing well in the corporate world but you're not really cut out for that you're more of like hey i I need to start building my own thing and really start going this direction then yeah listen to that voice and and go that route um because again i've seen people that you know are you know entrepreneurs that really should be in the corporate side of the equation and then a lot of people that are on the corporate side that should be in the entrepreneurial side so you know it's always interesting when you see that right or you see like some entrepreneurs and you're just like you'd be really really well on the 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 corporate side of the equation because you need that sort of structure to really help you excel because without it and you're trying to define it for yourself you just run off the rails that's Um, so that's so interesting you say that because that's what i've found is like 
in the corporate structure, you're looking like in the corporate world, you're looking for structure in the entrepreneurial world. You are trying to give structure to people. Yeah. That's yeah. the difference between the two. Huge difference. Yeah. Between the two. That's what, and to bridge them, I've been consulting the last few years. I love consulting because you still have that steady paycheck. You still have that corporate kind of structure, but you're telling people what to do. Whereas, but you, you're not taking on all the risk as far as you would in the entrepreneurial type space, but it's still better than the corporate space where, okay, you get a paycheck and someone says, you have to do this. Like that's, that's not the most efficient way of doing that. Or that's not the correct way to do that. Oh, just do it. And like, okay, I'm doing something that I know is not going to work. Like how demotivating is that? So I, I like, yeah. I like consulting. I can't it's kind count of how many times that's happened. <laughs> <laughs> you're like this well, is, yeah. this project is going to fail guys. Like, oh, well you're, you're, you're not being a team player. Like I'm, you're not I am being a team player. Player. I'm carrying <laughs> the team. Yes. Time. I'm being a team player. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's yeah. the worst. This is how we've we've always done it, but you but it says on your website that you guys want to be like the top innovators in the oh space. But you're doing things that you've done since the 1990s. What there's a there's a disconnect here. What are you talking about? But and then eventually you learn just keep your mouth shut, just clock in, clock out, and like we don't see you as motivated as when you started. Like, huh? Oh, you wonder why? But again, it goes back to like and guys like if you're watching this type of content, obviously you're again for back of lack of a better word you're better than other people or you're working on being better than other people. And the more you go on your journey and you come into yourself, you realize that most people don't know what they're doing. So that makes it really tough. Again, going back into structures that are defined by other people that they're just there too. They're just trying to get by. They're just doing what they've been told to do. And when you start to break out of that paradigm, it's really difficult to go back and interact with those people. Like, well, why don't you, why don't you, why don't you write this way? Like, dude, I'm a better writer than you. What are you talking about? Don't ever talk to me about writing again, like period. And oh, well, you're being insubordinate. Like you're, you shouldn't be in a leadership position. What are you talking about? So that, that's me, that's me corporate ranting, uh, but, uh, but you can apply that to any, uh, any other area of your days. life. Yeah. yeah. I, could oh, go, God. I could go for days on that shit. It's, it's yeah. so funny to me seeing like different managers and whatnot. I have to say right now in, uh, in my main job, I love, I love my manager to death. He's the best manager I've ever had because he, he sees the world and understands it exactly as I do. And it, it, it makes everything smooth sailing, but most I got asked that today on a call. Yeah, oh, go ahead. yeah. Definitely, definitely would say that. Yeah, you know, like never, you know, pro tip, right? Is like never ever, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're like a corporate type person, right? Never ever ever let a good boss go to waste because a, a good boss will, you know, teach you so much, but also you'll learn a lot about people and interactions, and you know the the terrible ones, right? You'll learn from them, right? Too, like one, how not to treat people, right? Two, what is a terrible environment? So you get a good one, you actually do appreciate it. Um, but yeah, if you ever, you know, are fortunate to, to get like a good boss and everything, like, you know, don't, don't ever let that go to waste. Um, Cause yeah, I've been, I've been fortunate. I've worked with some really like really awesome people. Um, some interesting people, I'll put it that way before as well, but there's definitely been uh, quite a few like really good ones that I've worked for. Where I'm just like, okay, like this is the type of uh, person I want to, you know, model a lot of my leadership style um, after. So yeah, you know, entrepreneur, or whatever, like, you know, never, ever, ever let like a, a good boss go to waste. Yeah, that's what YouTube's for for me. I can find all the good bosses I want. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, see? Yeah, YouTube University. It, everything's online now. And that's one thing too, especially, you know, a couple of us uh, that, you know, we went through the academic system and I, I did really well at school too. And then you come out to the real world. They're like, they, they didn't prepare me for anything really in real life. Like, what do you do? Wait, like you're, Josh wait hold on. You're, you're, telling me, you're telling me that they didn't teach you how to balance a checkbook? 
How do no, taxes my grandpa look? taught me that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? The basic yeah. things you need to my know. My family taught me that. Go yeah, ahead, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's too funny. No, that, that, now my mind's still going on the corporate thing. Someone asked what's in the pen. It's just a pen. So usually I'm a fidgeter. So, uh, so like I'll, I'll be playing with something. Just ink, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Ink. It's not a metaphor. Yeah. It's just, just ink. Yeah, it's just ink. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I like... Uh, yes, exactly. Antoine, yo, I got to say this 100 fucking percent right now. Yes, I'm cursing. I don't care. Um, I love this because it's the truth. Um, I've, I've talked to everybody here about this. I've talked to everybody that I'm very close with. You know, when it comes to good colleagues and bosses, they can make any job good. Anybody who's in the military, they don't miss the job. They miss the people. And that's what's crazy about it. Like, I got screwed. Like, I did a, I did a stream on Jaren's channel um, on another panel show talking about it. Um, I ended up getting screwed at the job. And what I, I didn't miss the job. I missed the people. So as I was dealing with all the legal stuff afterwards, all I could think back to was the great people that I had by my side for a solid team, a solid team. That's what we were talking about when you say military. It's like having a solid team. When you have a solid team and you lose that team, it does. It hurts. So um, I think that's a very, very good point. Yeah, going through adversity together, too. I think that's what a lot of guys also miss in the military. And this question came up in a call I had earlier today with, the, with this new client I'm going to start with next week. And uh, they asked, like, well, how, how do you manage your teams? How do you structure your teams? Like, it's a flat level, level organization. I'm to liaise between the C-level and then my department. And I just get them the resources they need to be successful and get the hell out of their way. And then, like, well, do you need them clocking in every day? I was like, no, I don't work on that. Like, we, we do two-week check-ins. Like, here's what you need done. Let me know if you need anything to get it done. And I don't want to talk to you. Like, I have a life outside of work. Like, there's, there, there's, there's other parts of me that I need to develop outside of my professional self. And that seemed to resonate with them. Their faces lit up. And I'm like, boom, got it. <laughs> like, I nailed it. Well, it's also, too, like, you know, when you treat people like competent, capable adults, you actually would be surprised at, like, you know, how competent and capable they can be, right? So, you know, like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'll let you guys. Let people you know, shine. <laughs> yeah, you know what you need to do, right? So it's like, all right, I'm just here to help provide, like, some support and some general sense of direction. But, you know, you guys got this. And then, yeah, you'd be surprised, like, uh, yeah, how well people can thrive under that environment. Then there are other people where it's just like, all right, you know, you just – I got to manage you like every step of the way, right? So <laughs> you got to know like what personalities you're dealing with. Another Where question, they, and this is wa watermelon ice. No, elf bars. They Where haven't guys, outlawed them in Mexico yet. Where do you guys fall in that category? Do you, Are you guys that need that structure or can you kind of just get told what to do and just do your thing? Like where do you see yourselves? Uh, I mean, it's like a, a calm of both. I mean, I'm, you know, I've been in roles where it's just like, all right, here's a, you know, a sharpened stick, some war paint, a loincloth, go make something happen. It's like, all right, cool. I can totally do that. Right. Or, Hey, you know, we're looking for a very specific tactical type of precision, right. Strike. Right. Or we need this, you know, there's very specific mission parameters around this particular role. It's like, okay, yeah, I can execute that based on my, you know, area of expertise. Right. So it really just um, depends on, on the role. Um, fortunately I can kind of do both, which um, is, is a nice skill set to have. But um, you know, if I was given the choice, I'd usually just choose like the stick in the war paint where it's all right, cool. I can just kind of go off and like, you know, figure out and, and navigate stuff. That's usually my preferred 
um, you know, mission of choice. But yeah, if there's something that's very specific, it is very nice when you when you have the specificity because you know where you don't get on the creative side, you definitely like more than make up for in the okay, this is just more straightforward. I know exactly what I need to do. So, you know, you don't have to deal with a lot of the problems of like figuring stuff out or like, you know, seeing if the plane will take off or will blow up on the runway. Right. So it's nice to know like, oh yeah, this it goes up, it goes down. All I gotta do is just like, you know, fly it over here or fly it over there versus like, hey, this thing is you know trying to go hypersonic. We we don't know if the engines will like hold or stay on or you know if we were using the right kind of glue, but hey, we'll figure it out, right? So, you know, there, there is uh, something nice around, like, you know, having a, a little bit more structured world. <laughs> Absolutely. 100% agree. Um, I want to I throw this in here. I think Antoine's got a great question just to give some perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, what exactly do we do? And so I just want to roundabout go through the, diff- like, the different things that we're involved in, whether it be like main jobs, side jobs, different things like that. So... First and foremost, I'll just go ahead and say I'm in the IT field. Um, I got my degree in finance. I've done multiple different jobs, finance, supply chain, and now IT. And I'm essentially a business consultant. And so I come in and I help businesses improve their processes, improve um, their IT infrastructure so that they can be more successful. And then outside of that, I also am a dating coach. I love to help guys get the woman that they want and live the life they always wanted to live. So it's, it's absolutely fantastic. That's my spiel. I'll send it over to you, Joel. Yeah. So I do uh, coaching as well. I do addiction coaching. So helping guys uh, and women overcome their addictions to drugs, alcohol, you name it and do YouTube as well. That's been starting to, to generate some income, which is really nice and kind of just working on the entrepreneurial stuff, like building a community and, and being able to to do digital nomad stuff for st- full time, so I've done a lot of like, you know, crappy jobs. You could say, worked at Whole Foods, Target, all the you know that the the really unfun stuff. Had like a landscaping business, which um, did not go well. You got to know how to landscape to to run a landscaping business. You don't you say. <laughs> you, guys, you guys didn't know. <laughs> Who would have thought? Bullshit it. It was a it was an epiphany for me. Um, like what do you mean i cut your grass <laughs> like uh, car have you guys seen like like single wide trailers like that that whole thing like cart like o- overgrowth of grass over the car like, yeah no i totally cut it <laughs> dude i imagine joel out there with like a, a just regular scissors cutting the grass he's walking along like yeah. what do you mean i'm doing the job <laughs> that's why i charge by the hour so i could rack up a huge bill right Took me four days to cut this, man. I'm sorry. Like, I did my best. Oh, you should have been a lawyer. <laughs> but, it's uh, like, yeah, I know you just it. made a phone call and you're charging me three thousand dollars, but okay. <laughs> That's smart. So yeah. on the side, I just do uh, some delivery gigs that pay well. And let me just do this YouTube stuff and kind of work when I want. It's not something I'm proud of, but I'm grateful for. So I have to keep that perspective. Um, finally, I do have my real estate license. If anyone's looking to buy a house in the <laughs> south. <laughs> of wisconsin i'm your guy <laughs> what <laughs> joel you crack me up have you what movie was it van wilder it, it was the it was the indian exchange kid and he he had like all these different jobs like math tutor and then like slash badass mc or something like that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that is that you <laughs> I, I do dj as well and 
and produce music. So. <laughs> That's like, why I brought it up. Yeah, I'm a man of many jobs. It. Yes, you do I also all do hair. Different things. Yeah. <laughs> You're a, what, what, what's that phrase? It's so um, a jack of all trade, master of none, and I'm aware of go. that. So I'm working on it. We're we we stopped the real estate, we stopped the music, and we're we're honing in. So yeah, glad we can get a laugh drug dealing. It. Yeah, drug drug. Yeah, that was the first time. Yeah, former <laughs> drug dealer, retired, retired, uh-huh. retired, soon to be Dying. gigolo in southeast Wisconsin. <laughs> Yo, if you need a hookup in Southeast Wisconsin, I got you. Or if you're trying to start a family and be serious about life, I got you. I can get you uh, a house. Yeah, I can do your taxes, cut your lawn, MC your wedding, and provide all the party favors. Analyze reels. In Southeast Wisconsin. I'll do the editing. I got you guys. I got you guys. For about what? For about now. Let's go. All right. So my full-time job, aside from picking on Joel, uh, <laughs> um, I've spent my entire career in marketing. So started off in more traditional marketing. Um, no, I actually started for a defense contractor as a derivative classifier. So like uh, classifying and declassifying information for public use. Uh, that was kind of boring, but it paid really well. And then uh, I saw the world going into digital like late 2000s timeframe, early 2010s. So Pivoted to digital marketer, um, started off kind of in the weeds, building websites, doing like more of the technical side that evolves more into the content, content strategy side. And then, God, for the last 10 years of my career, I've been more like kind of managerial director level and above. And I've been consulting since COVID time frame. So it, it's funny, a lot of times I'll, I'll get on these calls and people ask me technical questions like I, I did that 10 years ago, but I've been managing teams uh, since then. So that's why when it comes to the production side, you're like, I'm still trying to figure out the camera and like all, all this kind of cool stuff. But also I manage mul- multiple million dollar budgets in my professional endeavors. And then here, like I'm just, you know, bootstrapping everything, but we'll, uh, we'll get there. That, so that's, that's primarily what I've done professionally as, and, and, and Josh, you can probably comment on this too. I think I've noticed most people that have the entrepreneurial spirit, the, and I'm dyslexic entrepreneurial spirit, uh, they kind of have their hands involved in a lot of different things. So I have the YouTube channel, obviously, generate some revenue on that, manage the top 10% group with Josh. We have some cool stuff that the guys uh, and myself on the panel, we have rolling out over the next quarter, a couple of quarters. So stay tuned for that. Follow all of our channels. We have all of our Instagrams there. Reach out to us. So we, we have some really cool stuff coming down the pike. But uh, I, I work primarily, I, I touch on the dating topics. Um, that's usually kind of my more top of the funnel activity. That's what gets the clicks. It gets the eyeballs. It gets guys coming in. But a lot of times when I get them on a call or get them in my groups, the dating issues are more of a symptom of larger issues. So I, I like to really dive into that too. Um, I have a lot of guys that find me. I used to do fat to fit videos. I'll probably start doing some more fitness stuff because it's a part of the overall package of creating yourself as an overall optimized human being. So uh, once like once you get your physical health together, you literally don't get sick anymore. And your mind is just crystal clear and it's sharp. So I always make sure like, guys, you got to address that. So I'll get guys like, hey, man, I'm having trouble dating. And I'm looking at them like, you need to lose some weight and you need to clean up your diet. And I know you're drinking because I used to drink a lot too. You're, you can, I can see it on your skin. I know you're smoking because you've got, you, you know, it's like having been there and kind of evolved from those 
chapters or phases of my life, you can see that in other people. So I really like just helping guys out. I'd probably fancy myself more of a transformation consultant or specialist than, uh, than dating in general. But uh, I'm a very systemized, structured thinker, although I can get windy at times. But in terms of my core operating system, uh, when it comes to dating, I've got I've got a system down that works very well for me in my specific market. So I'm actually working on a course to help you guys come up with your own personalized blueprint. I've been uh, reach out to me directly uh, at Menshrine. I've been doing 15 minute just free dating consultation calls. Uh, really, that's just trying to figure out like what what are the challenges that guys out there are facing and what does it look like in certain markets. So rural guys have different considerations than guys that are in major cities. Guys. Uh, that are abroad, even it differs by cities within certain countries, have different considerations. So uh, I'm really just trying to get a feel or a pulse on the market so I can create a super simple, scalable framework rather than, a, okay, well, say this line if you're approaching girl or do this. Uh, like get, get, That's all low-level thinking. You need to have a solid framework, and it needs to be congruent with who you are. So that's what I'm working on. I'd say I'm more of a transformation specialist uh, in that regard. And, and that's, that's awesome. Um, <clears throat> Before we move it to you, Josh, uh, I just want to say, like, guys, look out for that. Like, this is going to be a really, really cool thing that we have worked on uh, pushing out this course. And that's so true. It's like it's not one framework. I think it'd be really cool that the next show that we do, Jaron, is uh, dating rural. Again, I have trouble with my R's, so I hope that comes out right. Rural versus city. It's very different based on where you are. And so I think we should talk about that. Did you have trouble with your R's as a kid? I, yeah. A lot of, oh, dude, a I lot of English-speaking children can't say their R's. Yeah, uh, about seven dude, or eight years was, old, I could start saying my R's. It was ridiculous. I had to go to speech therapy in elementary school. It was like detention. And I had to sit there, yep. and she had to keep telling me I was wrong. No, no, Alex, no. <laughs> that's, not, that's not how it's said. And I'm like, I'm trying my best. She would give me Jolly Ranchers and like, do say it this way by keeping the Jolly Rancher underneath your tongue. And I'm like, you're just feeding me candy. I'm not learning. <laughs> yeah. Nonsense. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I was obese as a kid. Because like, I just couldn't. Do, I couldn't do the R's. My cousins used to mess with me. They're like, Jaron, say Oreo. Like, Oreo. <laughs> Joel, jo, that brings up a point. You mentioned you got the presidential award for fitness. I got it for academics, and on the fitness side as a kid, I got to go to special PE for the fat kids. I don't even think they do that anymore. That's probably verboten in modern contemporary society. Like, yeah, you're fat. You need you need extra PE. Like, okay. You're in the special <laughs> PE. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. That's terrible. That's, that's why you're so jacked now, right? You're just like, fuck these guys, man. I'm going to be the most oh. fit. That's Actually, you know, on the – on the fitness topic, I had to create a framework for myself. And then once you lock it in, it's really not that hard. I mean, like, I, I don't miss any food. I make bomb food every night. Yeah, it's the same five ingredients. But if you learn how to use seasonings and spices or make your own salad dressings, guess, guess what? Cottage cheese, it's casein protein. You can put that in a food processor, flavor it correctly. You, ha you have salad dressing. Use avocado as a base, coconut as a base. Um, Greek yogurt, fan fantastic for any of those things. Okay, that taken care of for your fats. Olive oil, coconut oil, avocado oil, throw all the other shit out. Like, so you have the same base of ingredients, but if you actually know the chemistry of food, you, you make bomb stuff all the time. So it's really not that hard. Um, and again, I'm starting with the dating topic. So I, I talk in frameworks and structures. That's what we'll do there. And then 
the next product will be the uh, the fat to fit product. That'll that'll be in time for springtime. So I'm I'm, th- I'm thinking maybe I should get fat over Christmas and then I can cut <laughs> with my guys. But I don't like I don't uh, like getting I fat. Would it, 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 it makes you feel fat. gross. Yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. That's it's not cool. it's not I fun. I'm I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. talk to you about that uh, separately because I'm oh, huge yeah, in yeah. cooking. I'm, I'm dude. I'm a huge cook, and exactly what you're saying. You only need certain. Uh, certain amounts of ingredients and then you can create some amazing stuff and you can swap things in and out. People yeah. ask me all the time, they're like, well, why don't you ever go out to eat? I'm like, cause I cook better than every restaurant and I can do it a lot cheaper with higher food quality. Mm-hmm. So like that, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Why would I, why would I do that? Yeah. Why would I pay $20 for something I can buy from the store for eight bucks and then I can cook to be better than that. Yeah. So I'm it's right like Italian food. Like, you never go. You never go to an Italian restaurant. Like I can make a bomb ass pasta for four dollars, <laughs> like and it, yeah. it and it's it, yeah. it, it hits my macros. Like what, what, what are we talking about here? Yeah, uh, no, it makes sense. All right, let's move to you, Josh. Well, I, personally, I found that uh, cooking is more entrepreneurial because there's a lot more room to improvise and do free form, whereas baking is a lot more corporate. So if you really hate baking like I do, um, then maybe you might be uh, cut out for the entrepreneurs. But hey, you know, you can make some delicious stuff with baking. So I just don't have the temperament for it because I'm just like, what do you mean? Like, you know, use exactly one fourth a cup of this, this and this. I'm like, no, I just eyeball it until the spirit of my ancestors whispers enough. And then like, all right, I'm good. So that's oh, I dude, I don't follow a recipe. Yeah, uh, you just you throw some <laughs> shit in there, and then you take a taste. It needs this? Okay, let's take yeah, it here. Exactly. And it, it comes, well, it's it's like Joel. It's like it's like writing music. It's the same thing. Uh, but yes, getting back to you know the actual topic at hand, uh, which is you know what 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 do I do in this grand continuum that we we know as and, and call life? Um, most of that's classified. Now, what I will say is that I do work in the the technology field, uh, predominantly doing consulting um, around technologies as in the commercial real estate space. So that's been um, a pretty lucrative venture for quite a while now. Um, That's that's also where I got my start. And so I've always been fascinated by technology, how things um, work and interact. So um, it's been a really fun, good journey. And then uh, I got roped into this thing of being a dating and lifestyle coach like 10 years ago by a friend of mine who was uh, doing it for about seven years prior out in New York. And so we wanted meeting at a fashion week event and we got to talking and hanging out a little bit. He's like, do you have like a knack for this like dating and lifestyle stuff? Like you should join me. So I wound up actually uh, working with him directly for two years and then uh, branched out on my own for a while. And then uh, very recently we've uh, actually teamed back up, um, which has been quite fun, quite productive. Um, and yeah, it's been, been good. So outside of that, um, I've done a lot of independent consulting as well. Um, you know, doing business consulting for, um, various folks in different industries, um, but also consulting on sort of different topics too, as well. So, um, you know, entrepreneurship or, you know, how to maximize and get the most out of, uh, your, your career or whatnot. But, um, yeah, I've always basically considered myself just, I'm a mere humble middleman between people with problems and solutions. That's the way I've always viewed, uh, you know, what it is that I do. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a problem solver and that's what I do professionally. And I find that stop being so so humble. (laughs) That's one thing I've been yelling at you about personally. It's just, Oh, don't worry. I love my, you're killing it. You're killing it in life. And don't you have like a course coming up? Yes. uh, Yeah. So, uh, yeah, September 16th. Thank you for the reminder. September 16th, Saturday, I have a webinar coming up. Um, you know, well, 
post, I'm sure we'll post a link or, or details in here, but definitely would suggest, uh, you know, coming to check that out. Um, and basically it's going to be a two hour webinar, uh, hour one, I'm going to be focusing on what you can actually do today, the practical steps to start increasing your income as well, start building that uh, dream lifestyle. And then hour number two is going to be a live Q and a session. So it's like, Hey, you know, whatever question you want, right. Feel free to ask. Um, and so, yeah, it's going to be, um, it's, it's only 40 bucks to sign up, um, which I mean, to give me for two hours, that's like normally, you know, it's going to be about, uh, two grand for, for that. So yeah, I would definitely say, you know, take, take full advantage of that, especially the, the second hour with the live Q and a, um, you know, we'll be going into a lot of topics and, and delving in them. So, so I'm definitely excited. Yeah, and I, I gotta, I gotta co-sign this. Like Josh kind of is ridiculous to me. He lives, he lives the Dan Bilzerian lifestyle, but nobody knows who he is. It's like actually ridiculous. Like he does model Which, photo yeah. shoots. He drives these crazy cars and he's just, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm poking fun at you there because you're too humble. You're too humble, man. Because like you literally live the life that most guys are jealous of. Well, I, I stay humble on the internet. You find me like in real life, then, you know, you get to see a little bit more. Or if you follow me on my social medias, then, yeah, it's all like, you know, I'm definitely not not humble there. Um, but, you know, I, I think the humility kind of keeps me a little bit grounded in my approach. But I, it, no lie, it, it's there's some cool and insane things that I get to do, which I'm just like, yeah, this is, this is definitely very fun. <laughs> so you're always yeah, smooth yeah, operator yeah, too. You're unfa you're unfazed. You're cool, calm, collected. Your your demeanor now in the live stream is exactly how you are in real life. But in any situation, I've never seen you flustered or knocked off kilter. Where I, I'm usually like that too. But sometimes, you know, I, I, I've got other sides of me that that I'll let people see every now and then. But you're just always just even keel. Oh, yeah, it's it's very. I found it works very very well, and uh, you know, it's, it's um, you know helped me out a lot, and it, it's helped uh, you know get. Um, you know, a lot of connections made or again, just, um, you know, if you have good energy and you put that out there, you find that everyone around you in your circle has a good time no matter what or what situation or stereo in. So suddenly you start getting invites or doors start opening. You weren't even aware we're there. So um, and then, yeah, also, too, I keep the sense of humility because, um, you know, I do a lot of really cool, crazy stuff. But then it's like, you know, the people I hang out with, like they are, you know, like you want to talk like real true next level i'm just like okay like i'm trying to get like to to where they're at right so um you know it's like for example a couple of days ago i was uh you know at um a buddy of mine's place and you know he's uh he's been a mentor of mine he's about 20 years older than me but as high he's worth about 115 million something like that so he's you know he's at the level where you know, if he makes a million dollar payday it's like eh, it doesn't move the needle like talk to me with if it's 10 then i might be slightly interested Right. So, you know, when you're having those level of conversations, you figure out like, OK, how can I get to this level and have these types of conversations? It's real easy to, to also stay um, like kind of humble as well, but also more importantly, like stay hungry. Bro, I'm trying to get like 100 bucks here and there. Come on. <laughs> One to 15 mil. It's a Tuesday. Well, thanks, rookie, num rookie numbers. Get up the numbers. numbers. Yeah, bro. Yeah. That's baller, dude. That's, that's inspiring because. It's like you're just a you're a, you're a homie, you're one of the guys. So it gives me inspiration. Like it's like okay. I think it's I think it's amazing. To I think it's amazing to be so humble with so much and with so much opportunity and so many connections. And yeah, that's what yeah, that's what Joel and I are learning right now is that you find the right people when you talk to the right people, and even if they are doing so well for themselves, there's a lot of good people still out there. Not everybody who's Rich and successful, you know, when you think about like 
regular media and everything else, and they push out like <clears throat> you know the rich stealing from the poor and that wage gap, and they keep like increasing it. There's a lot of good people out there, and you're one of them. And I'm very blessed to have met you. Thank you. No, I appreciate that. No, definitely. Like you know, you guys are like you know the tribe as well. So definitely consider myself very fortunate and blessed to like have met you guys and work with you guys. Um, and again, yeah, I think I've learned one of the fun things about the car world, right? Is I learned really quickly like who is like a cool, genuine person and who is more of like eh, all right, just I don't want to associate with that type of person. Um, Cause you know, a lot of the guys that uh, I, you know, have made a lot of money, right. Or done very well. They've done it by like genuinely authentically, like helping people out. Right. Um, you know, it wasn't like they were bamboozling people or like stealing a bunch of money and stuff. Uh, but also too, you know, that's short lived. Yeah. And the large reason why I stay, you know, humble about a lot of stuff is too, is because, you know, it can all like vanish tomorrow. Right. I mean, I have a lot of friends, right. That got wiped out completely in 2008, right. 2006, 2007, they were balling on top of the world totally wiped out so um you know you everything that you have you know it can take literal like a, a tree is the perfect example right it can take literally hundreds of years to make a tree grow but you can chop all that down within mere minutes right or even in some cases seconds so you know that's a large reason too why i like to stay humble because i'm very grateful for everything but i also know that like you know in an instant it could all be gone tomorrow and i hey all right i gotta like rebuild from scratch or from ground zero so um you know i find that uh is, is a good approach because yeah sometimes when you you don't yeah you know not saying that yeah you can't be brash or like you know have an ego because if you really really start to get to know me you do know that there is yeah definitely a really big ego there that's driving a lot of stuff but it's important to stay humble because the times where i've like you know gotten a little bit bigger than you know i think i am like with with my ego and been like unhumble life has come along and humbled me very quickly so i'm like okay life i get it i'm it'll do that be humble like i'm good like you know <laughs> don't humble me again like I'm, I'm okay i don't want to go through that whole exercise i've been through it like four or five times like all right I'm, i think I, I think i got a good handle on it now so or yeah, that's you'll level there. you'll level up you'll, you'll you'll work really hard for me my, my chapters in my life they're usually like two or three years i'll set a new goal set like all right now, this this is the period that i need to do to level up and then you level up and you feel really good like oh yeah i'm the shit and then you realize like oh okay yeah i'm at a new level but i'm at the bo- i'm at the most bottom rung of that new level and then to jump levels, it takes more and more effort. So I use the analogy, like I work with a lot of guys overweight. So like, hey, man, I'm 100 pounds overweight. Like, dude, all you have to do is like stop eating crap, stop drinking and just like walk. And you'll drop like a pound a Jaren, day. But with, Jaren, I, I have guys that are fair. getting. That's not fair. That's not fair. I don't want to give up yep. drinking and eating crap. That's not fair. Right. Give me an alternative I, method. I'm working with a couple of guys now. They're like, dude, I've lost like 80 pounds, 100 pounds. Now like like now when I put on muscle, what I do is like, now is where it gets hard. Like it's harder to lose that last pound or two than it is to lose your first 20 pounds. I'm I'm in the process Mm -hmm. of a cut right now. So have veins starting to come into my abs. Like it takes a lot of effort to lose that last cut. I probably need four pounds off before I'm shredded. Uh, That takes a lot more effort than to lose 40 pounds, 40 pounds. Like you just like, just don't eat shit and like move, you know? So life is kind of like that too. Uh, And it, and it, for, for guys that may be not so far ahead in their life, as defined by, you know, whatever it is you're looking to do in life, yeah, it may seem like a monumentous effort to just wake up and not be depressed. But when you start getting that momentum, you start leveling up and you start getting in new rooms and you start meeting higher caliber people, you think like, oh, hell yeah, I did, I did it. And you should be proud of yourself. Pat yourself on the back. But the minute that ego gets out, out there, you're like, oh, now I'm in a room of like actual ballers and I'm a yeah. nobody. And eventually <laughs> I will be that person. So like, 
let, let's say for example, like when I first started making six figures, I'm like, hell yeah, like I'm making six figures, but I hung out with guys that made multiple millions a year. I'm like, oh, that's, that's not shit for these people. So now I'm striving to do that. And I'm sure once I get to that point, it'll be like, oh, well, you're not making 10 million a year, you know? So there's, there's, there's different levels to life and you'll, you'll find that as you, as you get to a new level, again, take some time to celebrate. Hell yeah, you worked hard, you earned it, but you realize very quickly, well, now I'm back. Now I'm back at ground zero. And for me, in my mind, I always update my baseline. So once I achieve something, that's the new zero for me. I'll celebrate for a bit, but now going back to where I was before, that's that's negative. That's below zero. So you always have to update your baseline too. Yeah, that's a super yeah. key point. And again, you know, you don't want to just get in the Olympics, right? You guys want to like win gold, right? But once you get to the Olympics, you start to realize like, oh my gosh, like, everybody's like crazy at this level right so it's like how do i excel at this level and to jaron's point you do have to continuously raise that baseline um and that's what you know kind of keeps you hungry but also keeps you from stagnating and, and sliding back because there's nothing more frustrating than getting to a certain point and then they knock back like two levels yeah it's a little bit easier when you kind of go back and like replay those levels but it's still like you know it it kind of irks you a lot where it's like oh, i gotta like redo like all this and this again um so you know just keep that in mind. But that being said, I do have to run because I have a dinner reservation I have to make, but it's been an absolute blast and a pleasure chatting with you guys. Um, but yeah, anybody that's interested, um, you know, check out that webinar. I'm sure we'll drop a link here, but I'll be posting links uh, on my uh, socials. So Renegade Wigman, that's my, you know, all my socials, my Instagram, YouTube, um, as well as my uh, website. So you can find me there. And then, um, you know, I look forward to, to talking to you guys all very soon again. Sounds good, brother. Right, well, it's a pleasure, a as always. Oh, there we go. Yes. All right. Now I've made it in life. I got my first Don DeMarco, so I'm good. Huts, do you, do you got sound drops set up there? Yeah, I do. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I was on radio in high school. I used to love doing the sound drops. Hey, brother. <laughs> oh, dude, it's so, it's so funny. I love it. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Um. But yeah, I haven't had that uh, set up for a little while, and I was like, "Oh my god!" When uh, when Spartan Existence was saying it, I was like, oh, "Shit, I need to have that." And so I just connected it back up again. You need to load up our stripper songs. Actually, Spotify put it was weird. I was trying to figure out something to play last night, and I was like, "Oh, I'll just do the Spotify Daily Mix because their algorithm's pretty good." And it's like they know. Like the first song was like my old pot smoking song when I lived on the beach in San Diego. The second song was my stripper song. I'm like. Spotify, like get get out of my brain. I, I haven't listened to any of these songs in years, by the way. But uh, so yeah, you haven't been able to good. get it. You haven't been able to get it. No, I'm saying a uh, stripper song <laughs> on the soundboard. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I just love this stuff. I think it's so funny. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, but that was uh no, it's been great. I mean, is there anything else you guys want to close out with? Because we've been going for almost an hour and a half here. I know this is like a kickback stream, and like I'm gonna go ahead and like just throw it to the chat again. If you guys want to join and you want to talk, yeah, get up here. You don't even need to have your face. Hop on in and let's talk about life. Why not? Like I, I'm totally cool for it. Yep. Uh, yeah, I've got a bit. I have dinner arriving in 30 minutes, and I'm not referring to food. Dinner. Dinner will be prepared here. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm I'm definitely good to chill for at least a little bit more. Um, you yeah, know, there's yeah. exciting stuff going on. You know, what Josh is doing and the life he lives with, like, I mean, you went to go see him in person, 
and you guys have hung out multiple times and every time you hang out, I've learned a lot from him. This is, this is real life. Mm -hmm. Which is weird. Sometimes I don't realize that about my real life. Um, so I get, I get people coming down here and like, Oh, you got your residency. Like apparently that's a hard process for, for people. Like, obviously if you don't speak Spanish, it's much harder, but, um, or things like, how do you get an apartment here? Like what's the deposit? I get questions all the day about like just the, just the logistics of living here. But I did that so many years ago in my late teens, I took that big risk, got on an airplane and just came down here. Didn't know what the hell I was doing. was terrified. And the minute I stepped foot, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm conquering new territory. So, so for me, sometimes like my life to me, is just kind of meh, but when people come and visit like, Whoa. And so I think it's probably the same for Josh too. Like it, for him, it's probably nothing spectacular. That's, that's just his life. He just, he just architected it in a way he wanted to live it did the things required daily to get there and then now he's living it and i know especially guys when it comes to like the social game aspect that's an area of my life i wasn't naturally strong again going back to my origin story being more of an introvert like most of my education was spent me in the hallway by myself or in school suspension so never really created those social circles i thought most most of my academic peers were were dumb and they were, uh, you can see where they're at now and see where I'm at now. And that is objectively true. But, uh, so I never really developed those skills, but as I'm starting to level up, I realize how important those really are. So hanging out with guys like Josh and then just seeing how these things are done firsthand and then boom, taking a mental snapshot and just executing that down here, it's going to get me ahead very quickly. So that's why guys I'd, I'd recommend, especially if you're working hard, um, D'Angelo said it down here in the, in the chat, uh, surround yourself with winners, but get yourself around the right people because you can streamline a lot of internal processes in your life by just what, by seeing it done, you can be like, okay, first, the first thing in your mind is you have to know it's possible. So like you see it in front of your eyes, like, oh, that's possible. And then you see how it's done. And then you see how guys like Josh do it so effortlessly. You're like, oh, well, Josh is a normal dude. Like he and I get on these live streams. We chop it up for hours at a time. Like, you know, like there's nothing and I say this in, 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 uh, in a good spirit that like, what does he have that I doesn't, uh, that I don't have, you know, like we're, we're, we're equals. We can get on streams. We can break down ideas. We can have a laugh. You know, we can, we can tackle some tough topics, but he's crushing it in this area of my life that I've never really given much focus to. So why would I go about it my own when that's not my area of expertise? I'll just see what he's doing, put that framework in my head and then execute. And then, Oh, yep. Sure. Sure enough. There it is. So yeah, Josh is fantastic for any of the social type stuff, especially. Yeah. And that course that he's going to be releasing is we're not course is it's just like a more shorter webinar to like give an introduction. That's going to be fantastic. I can't wait to announce everything to you guys. We've been building out the entire thing. That's going to be really cool. So mark your calendars for September 16th. It's going to oh, be his camera, his camera models event that he invited me to in LA last summer. I took that yeah. like, what a genius concept. So I, I gave that to one of my buddies down here and we actually have one tomorrow. And then uh, I was talking to my, my, my buddy down here and I saw that he and Josh are uh, following each other. I'm like, oh, good. I'm glad those two connected too. So, uh, so that's, I mean, really just... Uh, Joel asked a question earlier as far as structures, like find a structure that works, uh, implement that, and then you can make it your own. You can start picking it apart, and then sometimes I'll take other structures and pick those apart and then add pieces together, but make it your own. But yeah, if someone's doing something that works, you know, go, go ahead and start there. Absolutely, 100% agree. So, Joel, do you need to uh, hop? Yeah, time to go. I got to do some video editing tonight, but um, yeah, you know, appreciate you guys, appreciate this. Uh, uh, this the stream and stuff and um, guys if you want to connect Sprite University I coach men and women how to quit addiction so hit me up on there and yeah I'll see you guys next time peace good stuff thank you brother yeah take care Joel